the property pod 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 welcome to the property pod with moneyweb the property sector is an ever changing sector and in this podcast series your host suren naidu chats to movers and shakers in the property industry hi there and welcome to the property pod south africa's premier property investor podcast My name is Ren Naidu and on this weekly show we gain insider insights from leading execs, analysts, estate agents, developers and entrepreneurs in South Africa's expansive property industry. On 14th February, the Financial Intelligence Center sounded a warning that South Africa's removal from the Financial Action Task Force Grey List is in jeopardy due to non-compliance with reporting requirements primarily by the legal profession and estate agents the FIC's executive manager for compliance and prevention Christopher Malan pointed out that two of the financial action task force's 22 directives to South Africa are now at risk of failure due to ongoing non-compliance from these two sectors The directives in question it's a bit technical but uh, the directives are directive 2A requiring identification of high risk entities and directive 2B which requires investigation of these entities. I'm sure our listeners and readers know about the whole issue about South Africa featuring on the grey list. A lot of it is related to money laundering and taking the right protection to ensure better governance in South Africa and globally. Rawson Property Group issued a call to action on the matter last week, largely quoting its MD Tony Clark in a media release. He called for the real estate industry to address the situation. Now, talking to us through the issue further is uh, the compliance manager of Rawson Property Group, Shamain Chutter. That was a mouthful, Shamain, but welcome to the Property Pod. Thank you very much. That's very kind of you. Shamain How bad is the situation I understand the industry needs to comply by May this year for South Africa to become eligible to come off that grey list? Yes, um you know it's very difficult to to know how bad the situation really is. I mean they they mentioned that it was only 43% of property practitioners and 50% of legal practitioners including conveyances that have submitted um their RCRs to the FIC. But it's it's tricky to actually know really what that is. I think it, it for me it it's it's definitely the the bigger brands I'm sure are getting out there and getting their their franchises and their um branches and all their estate agencies to comply it it seems to be maybe that there are some small independent agencies out there maybe in the outlying areas that just don't know yet and are not apprised of the fee and don't know what their requirements and obligations are so it's difficult to say at this point i feel pretty confident about um rawson you know we've been on it so yeah Just for our listeners for clarity the RCRs actually stand for risk and compliance return it seems like it's more bureaucracy for our real estate sector to deal with but i suppose we have to deal with it where is the real estate sector falling short do you have any specific insights for us on on where exactly they might be falling short has the financial intelligence center highlighted some specifics around that Well the financial intelligence center has actually done amazingly they have been amazing in their communications and if you are registered with them which is what should have happened back in 2016 and then there was a a re-registration on their new platform in 2017 if you are registered with them they send 
literally weekly communication. So they really are trying to get the word out there and to to explain what the FIC obligations are. And I just think that what's happened with um, the state agency industry is that we're so busy with our day-to-day work and to try and, you know, make our bread for our table to eat and uh, to, to make our income that we are forgetting about the fact that there's some statutory compliances that are very, very important. So we're falling short in the sense that, that if we're not actually aware of our statutory obligations in terms of Financial Intelligence Centre Act. We're not understanding that we have been identified as an accountable institution with the legal profession, and therefore we have to register with the FIC and that we have to set up um, a compliance program and we have to identify and verify all our clients and then report suspicious transactions and all sorts of cash threshold reports to the FIC. It is very onerous, but it is very, very important at the same time. Thanks for mentioning that. You were actually going on to my next question, but it's interesting that you mentioned that way back in 2016, the process started. So the process wasn't directly linked to the grey listing per se, but it's become more urgent. What are the risk and compliance returns? How onerous are they? And is it quite a a hectic process to deal with in terms of filing these forms or or submitting them to the FIC? The risk compliance return, it's not onerous in that it's difficult to complete. It's it's not difficult to complete. It's just 176 questions. It's a questionnaire, which you do online on their platform. They try to make it as easy as possible. The questions are not difficult, but they sometimes are a bit ambiguous. Um, and so it's more just time consuming and a bit of a, 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 a burden, an onerous burden to do administratively. But there are plenty of resources available on the FIC website. Also, Rebosa has gotten involved. And us as Rawson, as a brand, we've done extensive training and guidance on um, to assist our franchises on how to answer these questionnaires. We can't do it for them, but we definitely have tried to help them. And in fact, this week and next week on the 27th of February again, the FIC is going to have they hold free webinars all the time to explain to agents that haven't done it yet how to, to fill in their compliance, their RCR. It's interesting you mentioned Rebosa, and that stands for Real Estate Business Owners of South Africa. That's an association. On that note, the MD of Rawson's, Tony Clark, is a former chairperson of Rebosa, and that press release that I mentioned issued a call to action following the fixed media update on the situation. How is the group dealing with the situation as Rawson's, and do you believe the sector will comply by May? Well, at Rawson, I've been with Rawson now for almost eight years. So right from the beginning, 2015, we were very much on top of what our FIC obligations were. And we are very strict. As soon as we have any communication from the FIC, we send out group communications. We've we set up infrastructure and templates and guidance notes. We do webinar trainings. We've brought in legal experts as well just to give our franchises um, proper webinar training on what our FIC obligations are. So we've really tried um, with all the revenue and the resources that we have to assist um, from the Rawson Brand Group. And I think that we've done a really good job. Um, And I I think that uh, from my point of view is I think that we will be able to get this done by May. Absolutely. We just need to pull together the whole sector now and maybe fill in the gaps where there isn't a brand like Rawson um, and help those others that are 
on their own small independent franchises and, and give them the tools. It's a matter of just educating and saying, this is what you have to do. Once you know what to do, you just have to do it. It's not difficult. Okay, that's good to hear that it uh, can be done. Do you have any insights into what possible penalties or fines non-compliant companies in the sector could face if it's not submitted in time? Yes, well, they're saying that it's an administrative sanction um, and that can include a financial penalty. Um, so the sanctions, what it's difficult, they'll they say they're proportionate to the nature and the seriousness and the extent of whatever non-compliance it is. It can include a, a caution. It can include a reprimand from the FIC. And it can include a directive for them for the agency to do remedial action. It can include a restriction or suspension of business activities. And very much so, there is the very big threat of financial penalty of up to 10 million rand for a natural person and 50 million rand for a legal person. So really, uh, the industry needs to get its act together and deliver on this. Before you go, uh, Shaman, anything you'd like to highlight? You know, it is, it's quite a, um, it's a difficult topic because we all understand and we know that it's something that has to be done. It's the right thing to do. We have to fight crime and illegal activities, money laundering, um, terrorist financing, and also the financing of proliferation of weapons of mass destruction. We have to do that. And if we want to be a, a, a country that's going to move forward and our economy is going to grow and we're going to have investors and investments in our country, we want to get off that fat of gray list and we need to do the right thing. And we as an estate, a real estate sector have to, to play our part and also just get involved and help the country. Charmaine, I appreciate your time on the podcast. That was Charmaine Trutter, Compliance Manager of Rawson Property Group. Thanks for listening to the MoneyWeb Property Pod with Suren Naidu. To listen to more episodes, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates. Follow Suren on Twitter at Suren Naidu for more of his property industry content and other business stories. Pod. Pod.